The boss is officially back. The tag team division is completely destroyed. And we finally have our main event for Class of Champions. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to The Angle. I am your host, Joey Carney. It is the morning after Raw. And I feel like I have a damn hangover because last night was freaking horrible. These past weeks on Monday Night Raw have been getting better. Obviously, the ratings are going up. Fans are more excited to tune in. I was more excited to tune in. The night started with the boss, Sasha Banks, strutting her stuff down to the ring. I was excited to hear what she said. I have to say Sasha Banks is a natural-born heel. The way she walks, the way she talks, her expressions, her gestures, everything about her is a badass heel. I love it. And I loved what she had to say last night on Raw. She stood in the ring quietly as the fans were booing her. She didn't give a crap what anybody was saying. She flowed out, pointed out. She doesn't care about the tag team division. She never wanted to be a part of the tag team division, let alone being a tag team champion. She cried after WrestleMania. She threw a tantrum because she knew she deserved better. I felt is one of the realest and most genuine promo she's ever cut in her entire career it was freaking awesome i want more of it i know the fans want more of it they started chanting for her but what happened here is i expected a becky lynch interruption we know that they're going to have a match at class of champions for the raw women's championship that's obvious but i expected because this was the opening segment of monday night raw that we would see some sort of you know interruption by becky you know maybe a breakout fight leading to, you know, the match with Natalia later on in the show. But we didn't see that. It was actually a little strange. She flat out just stood in the ring for 10 minutes. We did see, however, Natalia run down to the ring, get into a brawl, get into it outside of the ring with Sasha, fueling fire to their match later on in the night. Like I said, I did expect Becky to make that interruption, but we did not see that at all. We actually didn't even see Becky Lynch at all last night at Raw. No backstage promo, no pre-taped video, nothing from the man. Very strange, especially being a key component of Monday Night Raw, key component to the women's division. We saw nothing last night. I was completely shocked. I was waiting and waiting for her to somehow make her way down to the ring. Maybe at the, you know, we didn't see it at the beginning of the show, possibly during the Sasha Natalia match. We saw nothing. Absolutely nothing from the man. Obviously, Becky not appearing on the show was disappointing for all WWE fans. But especially for the the fans live who paid their hard-earned money to sit at that show and chant for the man. We didn't see it, but that wasn't the only disappointing part of the show. This is going to lead us into the King of the Ring tournament. I have the bracket pulled up here. And my my personal bracket is completely destroyed now after last night. The first match we saw last night in the involvement of the King of the Ring tournament was Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. All of my money was on Drew McIntyre. I had Drew McIntyre winning the entire tournament. But obviously after last night, that is not the case. Ricochet pinned Drew McIntyre clean 1-2-3. I was in total shock. I did not expect that. Like I said, I saw Drew McIntyre winning the entire event. But I guess WWE has other plans. Drew McIntyre is the future of WWE. And I know I can say that about a lot of other superstars, but this guy is the full package. He's got the look. He's got the moveset. He's got the promo skills. He's got the just the overall superstar power. 
But I guess WWE is holding him back for the time being. And I'm not sure why. I think that this was the perfect way to segment him into the main event scene. Give him the title of King McIntyre. Let him get a strong push on Monday Night Raw. Possibly leading to a future universal title match against Seth or Braun. I think either of those matches would be fantastic. A fantastic feud for the title. But in true WWE fashion, we did not see what we wanted to see on Monday Night Raw. Now... Another match that we had was Baron Corbin versus The Miz. This one was a pretty obvious one. The Miz has not been used over recent months, not used in, to the extent where he should be used, which is obviously disappointing. But Baron Corbin, like Drew McIntyre, is also a big fish to keep your eye on. Now, Corbin was last used at Extreme Rules with his partner Lacey Evans to take on Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch for both the Raw Women's Championship and the Universal Championship. Obviously, they lost that match, but they haven't been seen since then. Now, I think this was a great way, like I said last week, to kind of forget about Baron's track record, possibly starting him fresh. Uh, this was a great way to do that. Let him beat The Miz clean, give an awesome promo about being King Corbin. King Corbin kind of slides right off the tongue perfectly. I like the sound of that, King Corbin. After Drew McIntyre's loss last night, I was disappointed. We saw this match, and it all started to make sense to me. The King of the Ring tournament is obviously used to skyrocket his superstar's career. Now, we know Drew McIntyre is a star, but does he really need that extra push from the King of the Ring tournament? Or could that push go to Baron Corbin, who actually needs that extra oomph to his career? Let him get some wins, let him get some sort of coronation. Like I said last week, I think the King of the Ring tournament is a perfect way to utilize superstars who are not being used to kind of give them extra TV time, maybe get some a jump start on their career, rack up some wins. But to be honest, Drew McIntyre does not need that. Drew McIntyre, like I said, is a star already. So give it to someone who needs that extra push, which is why my pick going forward to win the full King of the Ring tournament is Baron Corbin. Now, some people will not be happy with that, but if you look at the other names involved, Baron Corbin is the one who needs to be pushed here. Now, one can argue that Buddy Murphy can win this tournament. Ali can win this tournament. Andrade can win this tournament. But if you look at the overall picture, Corbin is the main event star at the moment who needs that extra push. They're still building Ali and Buddy Murphy, and even Andrade on SmackDown. I think that because Corbin has been here for a while, and he's got so much heat, let him take the win of this tournament. Let him get into the main event scene the proper way on Raw. And let's build Ali, Buddy Murphy, and Andrade on SmackDown. Let him get some fantastic classic matches. I want to see that, that NXT feel that they used to bring. Now, on the SmackDown side of the bracket, we still have Ali versus Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin, two matches that I think are going to be fantastic matches. The fans are going to be really into it. Ali versus Buddy Murphy. I see Ali winning that match, going further into the tournament. Buddy Murphy is currently being used in the Roman Reigns storyline after a win over Daniel Bryan last week. I can maybe see him in a match with Rowan. Let there be a little feud there to build up that star power. So like I said, I see Ali taking the win, going on to face Elias. Now between Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, 
This can go either way. I could see both superstars winning. Personally, I'd rather see Gable win. Let Gable go on to face Andrade. That would be a great face versus heel match. That would be a great athletic, exciting match to see. But overall, I see Ali beating Elias going to the fi- going to the semifinals. Gable and Andrade. I see the quarterfinal matches being Elias versus Ali. Gable versus Andrade, leading to the semifinals of Ali versus Andrade. Leading to the finals, for on the Raw side, we see Baron Corbin versus, on the SmackDown side, Ali being the final match, Baron Corbin versus Ali, and the winner being Baron Corbin, becoming the 2019 King of the Ring. Like I said, this is my personal bracket. These are my picks to win. It may not happen. It may happen. But this is what I see happening, and this is what I would love to see. Like I said, Baron Corbin becoming King Corbin winning the entire King of the Ring tournament of 2019. Now it's time to turn up the heat a little bit. I want to talk about what the hell is going on in the tag team division. The match last night was tag team turmoil, and that is exactly what is happening with the tag team division as a whole, both women's and men's. We saw Sasha Banks run down the women's tag team division last night. Now, I know that was part of her storyline, but in a state where the tag team division is so brittle, I just don't think that was the best thing to do. Now we go on to this tag team turmoil crap, and that's exactly what has happened to the tag team division, both men's and women's. It's turmoil. We had the biggest tag team turmoil match in history last night to find out who was going to face the Raw Tag Team Champions at Clash of Champions. Now, I did not expect the outcome of what occurred and I'm pretty pissed off about it. And that's only because we've seen this storyline played out before. We've seen Dolph Ziggler in a random tag team with Drew McIntyre win the Raw Tag Team Championships. We saw Robert Roode in a random tag team with Chad Gable win the Tag Team Championships. Now, obviously, these two stars are having a hard time making it on their own as singles competitors. We've seen Dolph Ziggler in I what I believe to be a successful singles run recently with... The I deserve more storyline or it should have been me storyline. And I guess that's completely dropped now after last week. I guess Goldberg finally speared that into the coffin. It's done. Now Ziggler and Robert Roode are in a tag team together. They won the tag team turmoil match last night, defeating the top suit, the top tag teams in the company on their first night as a tag team. That to me is unrealistic. And it's a shame on the whole tag team division. We saw the match start with the Viking Raiders defeating the B team in just a few minutes, which was obvious. But then we saw the OC come down to take on the Viking Raiders, which I thought was a horrible pick because I saw both of these teams going further in this turmoil match. We saw them both get disqualified. Both teams were eliminated. It was a bullshit call. It was a horrible way, not o- not only to get rid of these tag teams from this match, but it was a horrible call on the careers and on the current push of both. This is where we saw Ziggler and Rude come out and beat former Raw Tag Team Champions in maybe under 20 seconds. Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, their whole gratitude gimmick. I love it, but to an extent, I freaking hate it. Because how could they be so happy after, for being held down? I don't think that's a great storyline for them. I think it should be motivating. I think they should be on fire, not just happy to be here. And which is part of the problem 
with the tag team division. We saw them lose in under 20 seconds, which led to the Lucha House boring come out and do their shtick and bounce around the ring and lose also to Ziggler and Bobby Roode. The shock in this whole match, the revival came out. I can't believe it, but they lost clean to Ziggler and Rude. And for them being one of the top tag teams in the company, this was highly disappointing. I was ready to turn off Raw at this point. And I, I just I couldn't believe that it actually happened. And to top that off, we saw them get a strong win over Heavy Machinery, who have been contenders for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, who have beat former Tag Team Champions. And we see Ziggler hit the zigzag. And just, I, 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 don't, I can't even talk about it. I'm getting infuriated. I'm, I'm infuriated just talking about it right now. The whole Tag Team division in WWE is a sham. It is ridiculous. It is a joke. And I don't see how anyone can take it seriously. I don't see how anyone would want to be a tag team champion in the WWE. Now, this could also play into the fact that when AEW starts in October, they they have already stated that the tag team that tag team wrestling is their main focus. So I don't know if WWE is just too scared to take them on in this aspect or they're just leaving them to take care of tag teams. But WWE should be embarrassed and ashamed of how they've been treating their their tag team division overall, both men and women's. It's a spit in the face to teams like the Wild Samoans. It's a spit in the face to teams like the Dully Boys, Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys. It's a shame that today in the WWE, the only real tag teams that we have are the Usos and the New Day. And the Usos can't even keep it together to stay on top of the Raw Tag Team division. Every week they're getting arrested. It's ridiculous at this point. It is a shame. It is embarrassing. And to be honest, when, the Raw, when, when tag teams come on the TV, I think it's time to mute it or turn it off. Because it's quite honestly horrific to watch. Don't even get me started on the women's tag teams. Because look... Who, who do we have? We have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, who's not even a real tag team. It was a storyline that just got overpopular, and now they're a tag team champions. But we have the, 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 real, the only real tag teams in the women's tag team division are the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, who are barely featured. They held the titles the longest out of any tag team, and only because they weren't featured on programming. Now we also have... Uh, Fire and Ice, or whatever the hell their tag team name is, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, who have not even been seen in I don't know how long, and if they are seen, they lose. It's ridiculous, it's embarrassing, especially with Sonya Deville now being a part of Total Divas. I would love to see more of her. I would love to see more of Fire and Ice between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. I think they deserve to be in the spotlight. They looked apart. They, they're aggressive in the ring. They have a great tag team dynamic. And of course, WWE writers keep them down, keep them in the back, and don't use them at all. But back to the topic at hand. Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode win the, the tag team turmoil match last night. Now they're going to face the Raw Tag Team Champions, Braun Strowman, and the also Universal Champion, Seth Rollins, at Clash of Champions for the titles. Now this leads me to think, what the hell is going to happen in this match? Are we going to see new Raw Tag Team Champions? Is Seth going to turn on Braun or is Braun going to turn on Seth? Like I said last week on our show. But something here has to happen for that match, for that main event match at Class of Champions between Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. 
Maybe we see Braun and Seth win clean. Maybe we see them beat Ziggler and Rude clean, go to their main event match, and something happens in that match. There are so many different aspects and different factors that can be a major play in this storyline. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to finally see Braun Strowman getting that fair shot that he deserves. I'm finally able to see Seth Rollins defend the title against an actual contender, not just a Brock Lesnar every so often. But I'm just excited to see where this match goes. Overall, I'm excited with the main event picture of Raw. Now, I know I'm not the only one who's pissed off about this whole tag team division crap because a lot, a lot of people were talking about it on Twitter last night. They were vocal. We asked, we tweeted out for, for people to give their comments and concerns, anything they want to talk about regarding this matter, and we got a lot, a lot of responses. I'm going to read a few here. This is from at CodyConlin1 on Twitter. They wrote, five days before what's probably to be the best show of 2019 all out. WWE has put on what's probably one of the worst Raw shows in 2019. This is absolutely an embarrassment to go out and put on such little effort in this show. All Elite Wrestling will show WWE how it's done. Another tweet from Cody Collier, 24. Sorry if I butcher these names. But they wrote, this is bullshit. Are they good wrestlers? Yes, but you literally fed your tag team division to two people who should be singles wrestlers. Not a team that's thrown together. Should have shaved time off this match to give more women more time. Give the women more time. I agree. This next tweet is from Collar and Elbow Wrestling. At C-A-E Wrestling. If you're a real fan of what tag team wrestling is, you're quite pissed at how WWE does their tag team shit. Outside of the New Day and the Usos, there is no such thing as tag team success. Why even have a division? Why have a partner? Why train for it? Another tweet from at WWE News account. I literally, I was literally not paying attention to those last four matches in the tag team turmoil. Hashtag Raw. In one last final tweet from at Keisha Ransom 22, she wrote, A tag team that never... Teamed together before are now number one contenders for the raw, hashtag Raw Tag Team titles. Honestly, hashtag WWE, WTF are you guys doing with the tag team division? And honestly, I couldn't agree more, Keisha. And these are just a couple tweets from fans on Twitter and their concerns and comments about what is happening to the tag team division in WWE. Now another change to the show that we saw last night. That was included, especially to, to make the show better, is the 24-7 championship. Where the hell is the 24-7 championship? We saw one by Rob Stone from Fox Sports on social media. We saw Elias win it back. We saw R-Truth get in there. We saw Drake Maverick get involved. But where is it on the show? Now, this leads to me to think that maybe the 24-7 championship will be specifically for social media. Maybe it's to bring publicity for the WWE just by letting you know Rob Stone win it. But overall, what is going on? Is it going to go to NXT? Is it even still a thing? Are we seeing it possibly fade away like we did with the Hardcore Championship years ago? Was this something that they thought would work, stuck for a little while, and now it's fading, and now it's time to take it away? I'm not sure what is happening with this title, but just as fans got invested in it, now WWE decides to slow it down and possibly take it away. I'm not sure what is going on with it. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your questions. You can tweet us at the handle, The Angle Radio, 
anytime, any day. We want to hear your thoughts, your comments, your concerns, anything regarding pro wrestling. We want you to be involved. Like I said before, we're going to be shouting out fans for their comments. We want to engage with you. So please tweet us at The Angle Radio anytime, any day. I'm like a broken record when I say this stuff, but this show is made by fans for the fans. It is a pro wrestling podcast. We want to get into everything regarding pro wrestling. If we like it, if we hate it, this is the place to say how you feel because obviously companies like WWE don't give a damn. So here we are talking about everything pro wrestling right here on The Angle. Now, a new segment we've added to the show is called On This Day. We're going to be going over everything that has happened in professional wrestling on this day specifically. Cue Edge's theme song. On this day, so on this day in 2002, we had Monday Night Raw. It was the night after SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar defeated The Rock to become the new undisputed WWE champion for the very first time. And on Raw, we saw the return of Kane. He helped flee off the Un-Americans from burning the American flag. We saw Brock Lesnar take the WWE championship to SmackDown, to be exclusive to SmackDown. We also saw the Intercontinental Championship and the Hardcore Championships unified, seeing the last of the Hardcore Championship forever. And like I said, this all went down on this day, August 27th, 2002, on Monday Night Raw. Now, if you can possibly think of anything else that happened on this day in any year, in any era of professional wrestling, you can tweet us at The Angle Radio. There is no present without the past, so we want to pay homage to everything that has happened before us in professional wrestling. So it's been a a monumental and eventful Monday Night Raw. We saw matches for advancement in the King of the Ring tournament. We saw a few women's matches. We saw feuds rowling up. We saw Braun Strowman decimate the OC. We saw a lot of stuff this week. So now I want to get into my hot spots, my hot takes, my top five hot spots of the week on last night's Monday Night Raw. At number five, I have the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Why is he number five? He didn't win anything last night. He actually won by disqualification, or he lost by disqualification to the United States champion, AJ Styles. But he is number five on my hotspots list this week because he decimated the entire OC single-handedly. It's never been done before. It was crazy. He took a chair, he beat down everybody, he beat down Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and United States champion AJ Styles. You heard them all screaming, they were flapping around on the floor like fish. Braun Strowman showing the world why he really is the monster among men. Now at number four, and people might argue to put them higher, but on number four this week on my hotspots list, I'm picking Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. They had a fantastic showing this week on Raw, the new number one contenders for the Raw Tag Team Championship. They did it. They won the biggest tag team turmoil match in history, and that's why they're number four. So at number four, we have Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Number three in the hotspots list this week, we have none other than the Lone Wolf, Baron Corbin. A great, strong showing against The Miz in his King of the Ring qualifying match tonight. He won. He defeated The Miz. He's going to the quarterfinals to face Cedric Alexander and possibly win the whole King of the Ring tournament. So at number three this week, we have 
quite possibly the future King Corbin. Number three is Baron Corbin. Number two on the list this week, we have the boss, Sasha Banks. Her promo to start Monday Night Raw was fantastic. Like I said earlier, it was genuine. It was real. It was badass. It was the heel Sasha Banks we've been wanting to see for a while now. The boss is back, and you can all bank on that. At number two, we have the boss, Sasha Banks. And I just have to throw this out there. Her gear, her new blue gear, her blue hair, blue everything is freaking awesome. I love it. And I said this in a tweet last night. And I'm going to say it again here. Her doing everything blue, her blue hair, her blue ring gear, just plays into the fact even more of being a heel because she's on the raw brand. It is fantastic. It is psychologically great to see that. And to top off the angles, Monday Night Raw, top five hotspots. At number one, we have Ricochet. His match against Drew McIntyre was probably the match of the night. It was exciting. It was hard-hitting. It was aggressive. But at the end of the day, Ricochet defeated Drew McIntyre in what was an upset, a shock, the biggest shock of the night to advance in the King of the Ring tournament. And like I said, at number one this week for Monday Night Raw, we have Ricochet. Now, if you don't like my picks this week, if you don't like the Angles Hotspot picks this week, tweet us. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear if you agree with us. We want to hear if you disagree with us. We want to hear anything you have to say about professional wrestling. You can tweet us at the, at the Angle Radio. Now, if you didn't know by now, The Angle is a professional wrestling podcast. We are available anywhere you like to enjoy your podcast, anywhere podcasts are featured. Now, we also have a YouTube channel at the Angle Radio as well, where you can find episodes from our show in case you want to see our reactions. You want to see our physical faces to see how we react to what is happening in the world of professional wrestling. That all can happen on our YouTube channel at the handle at the Angle Radio. The world of professional wrestling is extremely fast-paced, and there's always something happening. So going forward, there will not only be one, but there will be two episodes from The Angle every week regarding pro wrestling. And this week specifically, we will have a special third episode later on in the week to go over everything that's going to happen at AEW's All Out August 31st. John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, he's injured. He's out. Who is replacing him? None other than Pac. It's all going down August 31st. AEW's All Out pay-per-view And The Angle will have a special episode, like I said, later this week, dedicated to going over that event. Now, tomorrow's episode, we'll be talking about what happened on SmackDown Live, what happened on 205 Live, if we enjoyed it, if we didn't enjoy it, what pissed us off, what made us jump out of our seats. We want to know exactly how you're feeling as well. So like I said, throughout the entire show, you can tweet us at The Angle Radio comments, concerns, questions, anything regarding pro wrestling. Like I said, tomorrow will be about SmackDown Live, 205 Live, and we'll be getting into the return of Total Divas. And it has a new cast. Now I'm extremely excited about the return of Total Divas on October 2nd because there are new additions to the cast. One specifically the world is going to be talking about. Like I said, we're getting into it all tomorrow on tomorrow's episode of The Angle, but for now, I'm your host, Joey Carney. Thank you for listening. Check us out on YouTube for full-length episodes, and this is The Angle.